This is the future of finance by Motive Labs. Hello, welcome to the future of finance, the Motive Labs podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. This is Sam, and I am joined today by Asselbeck Davlatov, Chief Fintech Officer of AFSA, which stands for the Astana Financial Services Authority. And you guessed it, I am in Kazakhstan today for the week for their renowned Astana Finance Days. This is the second year they've had it since the expo in 2017. It's great to be here. And first off, thank you for having me. I was picked up by a very kind person this morning, taken to a beautiful hotel, the airport was bigger, cleaner, more efficient than Heathrow. I have been blown away by the efficiency so far of this city, Nesseltan. It's my first time in the city and I'm very excited about all the things that we have going on for the next two days with our great partner, AIFC. But perhaps we can start this podcast with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your career so far. Sure. So I'm a lawyer and I started my journey at the Economic Court of Almaty. And then I decided to continue this journey and join parliament and then uh, National Bank of Kazakhstan working on policymaking division to regulate the financial services in Kazakhstan. And then this new project, we created Astana International Financial Center, where I joined as head of regulation and licensing division, and then moved to a fintech office as chief fintech officer, responsible for innovations and operations of Sandbox. Wow, that's quite a story already. So you went from being a lawyer in Almaty, which is another city in Kazakhstan, to working in, in parliament, then for the National Bank of Kazakhstan, and then part of the founding group, I guess, of the AIFC. And perhaps you can tell our listeners what we're trying to get from the Astana Finance Days conference here in Kazakhstan. Astana Finance Days, we are hosting this event for the second time this year. The first one was last year in July when we had a grand opening, official opening of Astana International Financial Center, and we decided to continue this event for the following years and this time we are covering several fields as fintech, capital markets, law, and many more. And I guess the forum will have quite some takeaways for everyone who is interested in recent trends in financial industry and AFC development. And in your, in your role as Chief Fintech Officer of AFSA, you're responsible for all the regulatory policies that are facilitating the adoption of new innovations within the financial services industry here in Kazakhstan. That also includes the deployment of the AIFC Fintech Regulatory Sandbox. So it's not a small feat, it's a very important job. And particularly given the progress that we made in the UK with the FCA around our regulatory sandbox, I know how important this stuff is, and I know how dial-moving it can be for the industry. Ours is, I think, a good example of a successful sandbox and something that's really helped the industry. Can you tell us a little bit more about the initiatives you have implemented to drive innovation? So we made several initiatives to foster innovations in the region. And in dealing with fintech, it's important to keep the regulation up with the piece of innovation. For these purposes, the AFSA established the first regulatory sandbox in the region to accommodate the growing fintech industry and facilitate their deployment to the market. But even the sandbox must be fine-tuned over the time with respect to industry needs, so that in March 2019, 
we have adopted a new fintech rules, which enhanced the existing framework and introduced a new regime for foreign licensed firms. This regime allows mature fintech firms to test regional market before being subject to a full set of regulatory requirements. In terms of full-scale regulatory frameworks for fintech, AFSA was first in the region to adopt the framework to regulate activities related to virtual currencies. This framework was developed and adopted in July 2018. Also recently, AFSA adopted a framework on crowdfunding to provide access to alternative phase of fundraising for SMEs and startup companies. Additionally, in upcoming years, AFSA is planning to develop frameworks on payments, on mobile banking, on venture capital financing. And we believe uh, we will be amongst the first in the world regulators to regulate mobile and digital banking. Wow, and it's great to hear you talk about doing world firsts here at AIFC. I know a lot, a lot of what you guys have done looking around the world at certain things that, that work well and certain things that don't work well is to try and take the best bits and create world firsts. So I, I have no doubt that there are going to be many of them here. Did you know Motive Partners has a weekly newsletter? It's called Brain Food. It comes out every Sunday morning and it's packed with all the things you need to know about financial services and technology. You can subscribe at motivepartners.com. Can you tell us about some of the startups and fintechs that have already utilized your fintech regulatory sandbox and why did they stand out to you? Our sandbox is uh, one of the most active sandboxes in the world and it is particularly focused on testing fintech innovations as opposed to some sandboxes in other jurisdictions where main focus made on regtech and subtech projects. Since the start of operations in January 2018, we have received more than 100 formal inquiries, including full applications to the sandbox. As of today, we have accepted 17 firms from UK, US, Hong Kong, UAE, Latvia, and Kazakhstan. All these firms are offering financial services such as digital banking, crowdfunding, and cryptocurrency-related activities. Our sandbox can be viewed as a gateway for the fintech businesses uh, to the untapped markets of the region. If the firm can meet the requirements eligibility criteria and can demonstrate adequate customer protection mechanisms in place, they are welcome to test their business models in the controlled environment created by AFSA. That's great. So just to, to recap that for our listeners, 17 fintech firms so far from all around the world have come to test their technology and your regulatory sandbox here and test the feasibility for them to be deployed here in Kazakhstan. Is there any specific way that these firms can get in touch? If we have listeners who are listening in now from all around the world, and I'm sure there are many who want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to do that? They can visit our website, which is afsat.kz. On our website, we placed all the necessary information for the fintech companies, and we have registry of the companies uh, who are with us, who are testing uh, their business models. And we have applications, and also recently we made a video for the companies who want to make innovations and test their innovations in, in the sandbox. That's very useful. Thank you. So perhaps we can talk a little bit about the landscape. In your view, what are some of the key shifts and trends that are disrupting financial services? And what are you seeing particularly in Central Asia? First of all, the enabling factor for disruption is clearly the emergence of new technologies, such as blockchain, artificial intelligence, and machine learning, which allow more efficient and secure methods of providing financial services. Second, I think more decisive factor is the new business models generated uh, from utilizing these 
new technologies. Today we can already observe disruption in the mobile banking payments industry with cross-border money services, which is provided by companies such as Revolut and the method mobile payment solutions, which is provided by companies like WeChat Pay. And there are also shifts in the securities and investments industry with the proliferation of ICO and stable coins. In the coming years, we might see significant disruption in the real estate industry due to promising projects utilizing smart contracts and real estate tokenizations. That's great to hear. I think one of the benefits Kazakhstan has, and you guys have shown this by moving your financial center from Almaty to Astana or Nursultan now, is that you don't have as much legacy infrastructure. So it should be much, much quicker to adopt some of these new technologies and make sure that you see positive use cases. If you think about distributed ledger technologies, it's taken a long time to get past the fact that people thought it was all about Bitcoin and actually think about the application of smart contracts in day-to-day life. We're now starting to see that much, much more frequently, but I think you guys can shorten that almost uh, adoption cycle in Kazakhstan thanks to not having so much legacy. How do you think, and I say this because we've had the great privilege of getting to know you guys, but how do you think firms and governments around the world can play a role in AIFC's future? AFC creates a lot of opportunities for economic growth and development of the whole region, not only Kazakhstan. However, without the support of the firms and governments of the region, these opportunities may not be realized and the true potential they see may remain unexplored. Being a first common law jurisdiction in the post-Soviet space, AFC itself can be viewed as a sandbox for the regional governments and foreign firms. AFC's flexibility allows it to pioneer innovative projects, which can be later adopted by the regional governments, attracting even more firms to the region. EFC itself uh, is a platform for businesses and government agencies to exploit synergies for mutual benefit. Okay, thank you. And final question. It's something I'm going to ask all of our podcast interviewees over the next couple of days. People out there don't know as much about Kazakhstan as I think they should. So, for example, it is the world's largest landlocked country and it borders Russia and China. That That's a great opportunity for any nation, I think. Can you tell our listeners something that they didn't know about Kazakhstan? Yes. So not many people know that Kazakhstan has one of the most diverse populations in the world, which is home to more than 130 ethnic groups. And also Kazakhstan is often associated and considered as a Singapore of the Central Asia for its fast-growing economy and infrastructure. It's the first country to introduce the common law framework based on principles and Presidents of England and Wales, and I believe this would be interest of listeners. You named a few of, of the facts that people didn't know. You may have listed off a few that, that some of our other podcast interviewees will say, but they're very important ones, and it's part of the reason why we're backing you guys to be the Central Asian Financial Center of choice forever. And I think, as you just put it, then the Singapore of Central Asia is a perfect analogy. Asselbeck, thank you. It's always a great pleasure to see you. And uh, thank you for sharing your, your thoughts with our listeners. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time.
The information contained in this podcast is intended for discussion purposes only. It is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation for the purchase or sale of a security or any services of motor partners. All investing involves risk, and there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are as of the date of recording, reflect the views and opinions of the persons expressing them, and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of motive partners. Motive partners makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of any information provided, and undertakes no obligation to update, amend, or clarify the information in the podcast, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by motive partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar, or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry the economy, motive partners or motive partners investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.